have Sarah give her talk, and then we'll actually open the floor to honor our seniors, to say thank you to them for the service that they've given to this community, for the way they've sold their lives, and also just to honor the Lord for the good work that he's done in and through them. I'm really more heartfelt and sentimental times of the year, and I don't tend to be overly sentimental, but I, uh, these are really one of some of the most special moments I think that we can be offered in formation. So, uh, yeah, why don't we jump right in? We'll just pray with Sarah. In the, name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Jesus, you're welcome. We praise you, God. Like Father, we trust in you. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Pray that you give me your heart. God, we thank you for the gift uh, of being a disciple, of being called your son and your daughter. Take this. We thank you for the purpose that you've given us. We thank you for the college campus that you've brought us to. We thank you for a plan, the divine plan that you have that has brought us to each to the individual spots that we currently live in. We ask that through Sarah's words, you would speak to us about the perfection that you wish to, to, to bring among us, the perfection, the completion, uh, the maturity you wish to bring to each one of our lives. We ask that you would speak to our hearts through Sarah's words and that you would make us more like your son, Father. We pray this in your most holy name. Amen. Thanks, Tim. Um, so to get started, I'm going to use a trick that I learned from uh, the John Stevenson and uh, share my screen and we're going to do PowerPoint. So then y'all don't have to look at me um, and you get to look at a PowerPoint. So let's see um, how this keeps real. Um, this is also weird because I cannot see any of you. <laughs> um, so, um, just to get started, so Tim beat me to the punch here, but I was just going to kind of recap, um, the semester, so, or the year. So Ethan and Carol started us off, um, in the fall talking about this theme of play like a champion today. Um, and then second semester we jumped into the different charisms, um, and John came and talked to us about worship and renewal in the Holy Spirit. And then we went to Fan and Flame. We were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah, Ethan and Carol talked to us about brotherhood and sisterhood. And then um, from the Chapel of Ohio Dominican, Tim talked to us about community on mission and relational evangelization. Um, so tonight we're going to jump into formation to Christian maturity. So what does formation to Christian maturity mean? Um, I guess short summary, um, just that, um, this like four years, four or five years, I know five for a lot of you, um, that we experience in college here at UC, um, in the Bearcat community, um, that this is not meant to just stay here in these four years, but that everything that you're doing, all the work that you're putting in, um, is to meant to affect the whole of our lives. Um, so it's not just now, it's not just these four awesome years, four or five awesome years that you've had at UC, um, being plugged into the Catholic Bearcat community, learning how to balance co-ops, learning how to balance um, household life, how to balance and sacrifice, how to 
um, live just everything that you've been doing, friendships and family and balancing it. And all of this is meant to carry you into the, the whole of your life. So um, just to note too that I don't think this is just for seniors. I know there's a number of you that are leaving, but I think that the Lord would have something for each of us tonight. So if there's anything that stands out um, to bring that to the Lord, ask him what he wants to speak to you in that. So I would pray that we would just end up tonight with a deeper understanding of who Jesus is and what he is calling us to. So why do we care about maturity? So Mark 4 um, talks about it's the sower and the seed. Um, and at this point in the gospel, there's like a lot happening in this beginning of Mark. Um, and there's like miracles happening and uh, people's hearts are burning and Jesus is like this pivotal moment in his ministry and the Sermon on the Mount and there's all this like momentum. So he like could start to deliver some substance to the crowds, to people listening. And this was a message that would start to hit at these like deeper realities of the kingdom. And so Mark 4, we're talking about, um, yeah, so we're in the seat. So I don't think any of us are here on the path. Um, you've all made a commitment to the Lord. You've all given him your life. You've proclaimed him as Lord, Jesus is Lord. And so we're going to actually kind of move past that because we know that the seed has taken root in your life in like one way or another. And so the rocky ground, though, this is um, the seed that like sprang up at once. But um, if we like look at what happened, um, the sun got hot, life got hard, and these like trials happened and it died. So I think you could think of this as like maybe a Christian um, where things were like really awesome and like really glamorous and um, things got hard. And so the the faith and like the spark died. And I don't know, I was home for Christmas break this last um this last winter and I was looking around at all of, it was at our youth mass and I saw all of these like high schoolers that were like so excited. They were like reading, they were serving, they were like making announcements about youth group. They just like had this zeal and it just like broke my heart because if I look at the people who were leaders in youth group when I was in high school, a lot of them don't go to mass anymore. A lot of them don't have a relationship with the Lord. They've left the church. Um, my cousin is like one of them. She was like a really strong leader in youth group. And so um, I was personally reconvicted of the mission that we do um, in college ministry with SPO, but I think that can be like something that can happen to people. Um, and then the thorns, this is like when like these thorns can like choke out the seed that's in us. They can choke out the life that's in us. Um, we can get lured by security, thinking we want to do things my way, my path, my path to holiness, but we're not immune to the, to the worldly anxieties, things like grades, things like people's um, own concerns for us. I think about like my parents. I think about just like, there's so much that can like come at us, even people who are like really faithful, really devoted. Um, if you think back to, to Carol and Ethan's first talk, uh, they were saying how, if you imagine like all the 20 and 30 somethings in Cincinnati would kill to have the community that you guys have, where you have people who live in your house with you, people who live down the street, you just like are filled and like surrounded by community all times. Um, I have friends that I was in small group in college, men and women who were like leading these like mission core efforts who were, um, like radical disciples, some even who like served as missionaries, but, um, ones of them that like moved away and didn't have community that things got hard and like worldly these like worldly allurements finances like these fears got the better of them um and so this is why it's so important that our faith isn't private um it's personal but it's not private and so we need to learn how to to set these things up in our life so that way um down the road we can we can rely on our brothers and sisters we can um, have others speak truth into our life um so that these 
realities of like the world don't choke out the good and what the Lord is doing. Um, I also can't see that if I'm moving my hand. Um, so um, bear with me. Um, and then the, the rich soil. And so this is our destiny as mature Christians, that this good soil would be fertilized. And this fertilizer is, um, uh, is like humility in our hearts. And so I say this all not to scare us, um, uh, and to know that like, none of us are immune to this. None of us are immune to the worldly allurements. None of us are immune to things that get hard. Um, none of us are invincible, but, um, the Lord has good news for us. Um, and so, um, fruitfulness is the end. So this like soil is the beginning, but if we have bad fruit, um, that's because we had this bad soil. So immense fruitfulness is our destiny. So Jesus, um, he says about fruitfulness, he connects it to a relationship. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit because without me, you can do nothing. And so Jesus connects this to a relationship. He doesn't offer us this 10 step um, process to maturity, to holiness, he, to heaven, he offers us um, himself. He offers us a relationship and with himself, with the Father, through the Holy Spirit, um, he longs to have us in relationship, um, to have, be in relationship with us. And so he is all about fruitfulness. And so not in the way that we're thinking of this like glamorous life where you have all of these people following you. We have um, just like this like ideal Christian life where um, you could think of like your name in lights, just this like radical Christian disciple that everyone like looks up to. Um, but it's this like interior overflow um, to others that we know the truth and we are rooted in knowing who he is and what he says about us. And this is the security that flows out into the world. And that's the joy and abundance, like where that comes from. And so he is calling us to a relationship with a person to himself. But what is the rub here? Um, the rub is that Relationships are hard, um, they're messy, and we relate better to rules than we do to people. So we often would rather um, relate to the grade, and we often can, at times can want to make it all about the grade. And so this is where, um, if you think about an image of a tree, I've never been to the Sequoia National Forest, but I imagine these like really tall trees um, and, and the kind of roots that would have to be like happening underground in this like part of the country. And so um, the roots of the tree, that is what I would equate to the relationship. And so these relationships, they demand something from us. And so Jesus isn't interested in the grade. He is interested in a relationship. And so if we look at the Pharisees, um, we can often be like the Pharisees. So the Pharisees were really holy people. They were these religious leaders. They did all the right things. They said all the right things. They prayed all the right prayers. They were these religious um, professional people. However, um, like despite their like impeccable character and discipline, they were obsessed um, by setting their example. And Jesus wants to save us from this. Um, this can be a temptation in our Christian lives to think that we're like doing, wanting to do the right thing, wanting to check off all the boxes, um, and we can forget the relationship side of things. So they forgot that the point of the rules was to launch us deeper into this relationship with a God who loves us and a God who knows us. So he calls us to abide in him and he wants to do this with us. So this relationship is important because it's what roots us. Um, we have no idea what life will behold. We don't know what challenges we'll go through, but he wants to go through it with us. That's what he cares about is going back to the good soil from the parable. If we have this like rich soil that will um, take us into um, 
to this, to this like deeper security. And so if you think about bread, oops, um, bread has leaven. So what is leaven? Um, my roommate Emily loves to bake. <laughs> In the last um, five weeks of quarantine, we have baked a number of things um, from homemade granola and homemade yogurt to macaroons to bread. There's always something that is being baked in our house. Um, and so what is leaven? Leaven is what is the yeast that makes um, the bread grow. So it's like what is like this like small thing that can make the difference between a pancake and this like really delicious looking um, like thick loaf of bread. And so it's this like, yes, I guess it's symbol of something small. And so what was the leaven um, for the Pharisees? It was the relationship. So yeah, that's the big deal is that this like relationship um, it's like so important and it's what makes this huge difference. Um, God chose us first and so that's what's important um, to not be rule-based. And the thing about rules is when we focus on ourselves, um, it's like easy to relate to the rules. Um, when things are going well and we're like checking off all these boxes, like we don't need him, we don't need this relationship. But if our life is bearing fruit and like... Um, things are going well, like that's because the Lord, that's because we are in this like relationship with him. And so he wants to form us into relationships. And so if we um, forget that, um, things don't go well. My roommate also, <laughs> she has this cactus that's really funny. One day I accidentally bumped into it and it's this like tiny little cactus and it just tipped over. And um, I thought that I had broken it, but she said that it's roots died a really long time ago and she just stuck it into the dirt <laughs> to make it look like a real cactus like it was alive because it looked okay um and so we don't want to be like this baby cactus um and so let's not make excuses um and think that we don't need him or think that we're not like holding on to all of these things but if we go all in for go all in for this relationship um that is where the fruitfulness is for us um and so if we think about the tree part um the, of the tree, the um, tall part, um, this is maturity. So once we have this like solid, strong, secure tree um, roots, then we can have this tree that's able to grow. Oops, oh no, I'm so sorry. Um, there we go, uh, don't know where that came from. Um, Matthew 5:48 says, so be perfect just as your heavenly father is perfect. So the word teleos means perfect. Um, and so it's translated um, to meaning um, this like high ideal. So clearly G Jesus is pointing to this like really high ideal for us. Um, and it is not really possible for us to get to the perfection that God is. Um, but it doesn't mean that progress is impossible. And so the word teleos here is talking about something that's like flawless or not able to be improved upon. And so this means that we need to follow the way of the master, not our ways, not our pursuits, um, not our pleasures um, or emotions, but rather our lives poured out for him, um, to him and for each other. So this maturity can relate to like present reality. So thinking about like, I'm more of a mature adult than my sister who's four years younger than me, but it can also have this like mature dimension that I'm striving for perfection. Um, and so it's like in this Christian reality of like a here, but not yet. Um, and so this exhortation um, 
to be perfect as their heavenly father is perfect refers to this righteousness that is like greater than the scribes and the pharisees and so this again would have been shocking to like the pharisees hearing this um because it's this like high ideal um this kind of righteousness that um requires the transforming power of god because we are not capable of that ourselves so the point is to not check off a list of rules but to become like god um who is truly perfect um so how do we get there? Um, Matthew 19 is this parable of the young man, the rich young man. And so, yeah, this is our story. Um, and to our credit, like we sense that there's something more just like this rich young man. And he was like making the grade. He was doing well. Um, but there was this call to a deeper relationship that came. And so, um, he like said to Jesus, he was like, all of these I've observed from my youth. And, um, but Jesus asked him, he said, if you'd be perfect, sell all of those things. And so Jesus didn't mean that he would become God, but that he would become mature. Um, and yeah, that the orientation of his life would shift and that he'd be on a different path. So think about like those of you like living in a household or those of you who like live in households next year, there's this like household um, level, like household living that's so good. You're like showing up, you're serving, um, you're going beyond just like dinners and morning prayer and these like commitments that you have. Um, and you're choosing each other, you're choosing a relationship, um, you're choosing, you know, and there's this like difference in approach when you just do the things that you have to do and when you go all in and you go above and beyond and you do it for the Lord and for each other. And so it can be tempting to just try to like relate better and like make the grade, but um, you know that there's th that there's this difference. And so um, Jesus doesn't tell us to follow more commandments. He invites us into this relationship with him. He invites us to leave all else behind um, that we wouldn't get stuck. Um, yeah, so this rich young man, he hesitated and he went back. He didn't um, drop everything. And so there's freedom when we drop everything. There's freedom. Um, and there's no like different, um, or there's no, um, yeah, it can be like hard and we like want to like hold on to things, but it's like when we give these things to him, um, and surrender to his will that knowing that he'll take care of us and that this is where it's joyful. Um, and so, yeah, think about like this upward call, um, that Jesus says to like surrender to him to to let him there's no quick fix so to let him like do this work in us that takes a long time so think about the disciples um where he called them um but what was the difference between the disciples and the rich young man um they were ready they dropped everything they left their families they left their jobs they left um just like their whole livelihood to go after him um and they like took this concrete action and so like if the rich young man, would he have um, suddenly become like sinless or flawless? He probably wouldn't have, um, but he could have been like completely transformed um, in modeling his life after after the Lord. Um, and so I'm going to try, um, uh, try to um, show this little like clip. Um, and there's no sound, so I think it should work, but so our spiritual maturity um, is like Mount Everest base camp. Um, okay, so what I have learned about Mount Everest, um, it is a very tall mountain, um, but the summit is the summit is like up here at the top, um, and this base camp down here is where this like pink dot is, and so 
that starts at 17,000 feet and the peak is at 29,000 feet. Um, so if you follow this dot, it like shows the journey that like climbers take to get up to the top of the mountain. And so you'll notice that they like don't just summit all the way to the top. They actually like, you'll, you'll see what happens. Um, but let's see if it works. Um, okay, so it like goes up and then they come back down. Um, I'm not gonna read the whole thing. Um, and then it goes up to the next base camp um, and they like spend a night there and then they come all the way back down. And so they like repeat this where they like go up and they come back down, they go up and they come back down and they're like acclimating to the um, atmosphere, acclimating to like climbing up um, to the top. But this like keeps happening um, for this whole journey. They like keep going back up. I'll stop talking while oh, you guys watch it. Um, and you think, yeah, they go up a little bit further. And they go back down a little bit. And they go all the way back to the beginning. And it keeps going. Tim said you guys would like to watch this whole video. <laughs> so if it's really long, I will blame him. And they go up a little bit further. And they go to the peak. And then they do that in the last like eight hours. So they've spent this whole journey going back up. And then they got to the top. Um, and so, um, yeah, our spiritual maturity is oops, like um, Everest like this like journey and so I don't know I think think of my cousins I have two cousins that moved out to Colorado to rock climb and the stories that they tell us you should see their mother's faces when um <laughs> they talk about these like mountains that they climb up so I can't even imagine um Mount Everest um oops I do not know where that sound is coming from <laughs> uh new YouTube video that popped up um sorry <laughs> okay um so yeah, so Mount Everest, um, that's what our spiritual maturity is like, and that's what our relationship is like. So this, these different like base camps, um, that is like something we can keep coming back to. So as we mature in our Christian life, in our Christian journey, that we like go up, but it's this like bar that we're setting. And so we become teleos, we become perfect by responding generously to the Lord's call. And that is in action. So that's where our immense, this immense fruitfulness comes from and where immense fruitfulness lies. And so in SPO, we are about um, this immense fruitfulness. We're in it for a lifetime, for the long haul, and not just this fun college experience. Um, so maturity, how we get there, um, this is what we've been talking about this semester. This is like the life that you guys are living, and I see it in all of you. Um, we worship the Lord. We put him back on the throne. We're acknowledging that he is God, and I am not, and we're going to give our whole lives to him. We're going to put him like in the place that he deserves to be. Um, and this isn't just in prayer meetings, but this is offering him a whole life. So this is like when we're worshiping, when we're living our life, we're reminding ourselves that, that we are sinners and that he died for us and that he loves us because he created us and that he has this incredible plan for our lives. So we praise him and we like speak out like, God, you are greater. And so this is our security. 
Um, and if we're like not growing in this relationship with the Lord, we're like shrinking in it. So there's like no going back. Are we going to finish the race? Or, um, yeah, there's like no remaining neutral. Um, and so renewal in the Holy Spirit, this is us. We are, as a people, are moved by the Holy Spirit. Um, we live lives that are animated by him and all that we do. We went to faint and a flame. We experience these deeper conversions in the Holy Spirit, and we seek to be prophetic people, growing in these gifts um, and the fruits of the Holy Spirit, that we would live fully this call to holiness um, and mission that we've received in baptism and confirmation. Um, and we live this life that we're called to in the light of new creation as sons and daughters, and that we acknowledge that this is where identity comes from, and this is something in the world today that is not a popular thing. Um, but we acknowledge that that's like something different that um, we think is for all of us, and we want to share that with people on campus. And so we prioritize these strong men's and women's environments. And I just think like y'all's community in like. I don't, I've just been so impressed ever since I've known this like community in Cincinnati. You guys do brotherhood and sisterhood so well. Um, and it's so strong. And I don't know, just like asking ourselves, like, how does this transfer into the long term? Um, because it's worth it to put time in now to strengthen and to learn how to be brothers and sisters um, so that you can do it when you're not living in household in a year, two, three years from now. And so even thinking about in your vocations, Carol and Ethan can speak to this. You need brothers and sisters, even when you're married. Um, and I think about, I live in a, like a community of young adults and families, and a lot of us like live in these couple of neighborhoods. And there's just been so many times where, um, one of our friends, he, they had their fifth child and he, I think he broke his leg is what it was, um, playing basketball like a couple months after they had this new baby and it was like right before Christmas and another family, like one of his brothers and like this like family, they like went over to their house and like spent like two, three days with them. They like cooked for them, cleaned for them for multiple days so that they didn't have to do anything. They sacrificed their like holidays so that they could like be there um, and take care of this family. So he wasn't just taking care of his friend, but he's also taking care of his like friend's family too. And so just like the sacrifice that they have um, and the way that they live their life. Um, we are exhorted to be a community on mission. And so this is just acknowledging that we um, are made for communion with God and made for communion with one another. So we create this common way of life. We create this culture that people step into it and that as we're in it, that it transforms our life. Um, and just thinking that, yeah, this commitment that we have to each other helps build us up so that we can follow Jesus for the rest of our life. Um, we die to ourselves so that others may live. And this is our household. This is what it's about, is that we, house, um, household and mission, we give ourselves um, to one another and thinking about bringing people into our community. We're not thinking about like, how can I be the best missionary? But we're thinking about how can I help this person become um, a lifelong disciple and to know their dignity and worth and that the love that they were created for. We evangelize, like I said, um, through relationship. And we have this missionary impulse to bring others to the Lord. And so formation to Christian maturity, um, we prove ourselves to be mature Christians on this path to Jesus. And we live in community with one another and be this to the people that um, respond is called um, to love people that God has placed in our life. And so we keep going. It doesn't mean that we are perfect, but it means that we're on this path to perfection. So this here, but not yet. Um, we're modeling Jesus and um, we like put down our life and things that we carry so that we can run faster after the Lord and so that his power can work in our life. And so that is what we are about in SPO. Um, we lay down our life, um, and that's the attitude of maturity. And so that's where God meets us. 
and where the fruitfulness comes from. And so, and that's when we start to see the fruits because it's in this relationship with him. He does the work for us. And so I would just encourage us in um, our prayer this week to ask the Lord, um, what is like this concrete action that he would call each of us to next? So what is this like next step that will elevate us in our um, Christian maturity? And so remember that this like rich soil is what produces fruit. It's all about the relationship. Um, and that is our security and foundation. If we don't have that in 5, 10, 15, 20 plus years from now, um, there's like nothing for us um, to hang on to. And so um, particularly you seniors, as you go out, there's going to be people walking with us, um, walking with you. And those of us um, who are going to still be here at UC, um, let's strive for this maturity together. Um, let's be a transformational people and impact the people that God has placed in our life as we worship in spirit and truth.